Thank you so much for downloading the episode on the show today. Paula and I talk a little bit about the Southwest Airlines flight that had some troubles with the engine a couple of weeks ago. And then we segue into women's self-esteem and the warmer months of the year. How do we deal with it? Do we have the wardrobe for it? And then we also talk about some opinions that men have about our body issues. Very interesting. Not what you think. And then we go into our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I don't understand how you're getting laid so regular. Paula? Hey, Assad, I got a good deal for you. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 269. Okay, so uh, spring has officially arrived in Sacramento. I'm thrilled. You are? I'm surprised. Why? I love spring. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, the allergies suck, but I mean, the weather, like, today, okay, so it's officially 420. We're recording on 420 today, our Sunday show. I I never got the whole, like, let's celebrate pot day or whatever, so I Googled to find out where did 420 come from. Shockingly, it came from some Bay Area high school kids back in the 70s. And it was some kind of code so they could go out and get high after school. And I read it, but I didn't like read specifics because I kind of don't care. But I was curious, like, where did that come from? Because I was always told it was a, a police code for possession of pot. Oh. But it's not. The legend is, is that it started in San Ramon in the Bay Area. These kids in the 70s were, you know, creating some there was some kind of note or flyer saying we're gonna get high at 420 or something so now that's what it is so today it's like 420 day everybody and ironically my twitter i have 420 followers and i thought that was hilarious because last night i had 421 and this morning on 420 i had 420 oh someone unfollowed you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well there's always those weird telemarketing kind of follows that aren't real the spam you know. ones well because from what i understand you can buy twitter following you can like pay money to get somehow get people to follow your twitter account that's weird i know and so suddenly i'll see you know marketing mark has decided to follow you is following you and i'm like who so i'll click on him like oh he's selling a book or you know or some artist you've never heard of in tennessee you know up and comer is following you and it's basically trying to get a follow back so they can get some traction i gotcha it's really all it is but anyway so yeah it, it fluctuates all the time because you know i don't have 11 million followers like ariana grande or whatever <laughs> just have my 420 yay and you don't do twitter really i really tried but <laughs> just just not your thing i couldn't figure it out enough to do it everybody kind of gravitates towards the social media that they're comfortable with and i try to do them all facebook feels like the central hub and then there's instagram for pictures and makeup Mm-hmm. Which is, I like on Instagram, I follow all my favorite makeup brands and my favorite makeup celebs and even the, the actors and stuff that I really like to follow, like JLo and stuff. Mm-hmm. I follow them on Instagram. And comedians, I follow on Twitter because they're always saying something funny and they're always promoting their dates for where they're going to be. And since I love going to stand up, I, I like to follow them on there. 
those are only the three that I really do. I know I do. I have to do Snapchat because that's how I keep in touch with my children. Because mm. they all do Snapchat. But other than that, that's it for me. Oh, our mom has an Instagram. What does she put on there? I have no idea. She's on private and she doesn't she doesn't follow me. <laughs> God. She only follows our one sister, Allison. And the only reason that I know is because Allison posted a picture of her daughter and our mom commented on it. And I said, what? Our mom has an Instagram and she doesn't follow anyone but this one. Okay. Well, she's Thanks, probably mom. afraid to see what we post. She can see everything I post. I'm totally public. I have no restrictions. I have no restrictions. So she can, anybody can see anything that I post. Cause I'm, I, you know, I'm not posting anything private. Like I wouldn't, it's only stuff that I wouldn't care anyone knowing or seeing. So she probably has perused it, but she's just so weird when it comes to stuff like that. I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's like, what is wrong with you people? We're just family. That's it. Why is it so hard? I don't get it. She just has issue with how liberal we are with the word penis and man we should just say cunt every time so we know she won't listen to the show (laughs) hashtag cunt (laughs) every time and every post oh my god her ears will burn and she'll be like that's it yeah maybe but i don't say penis in all of my instagram posts (laughs) it's only like i literally post pictures of like flowers and my snake verdell that i find and you know stupid shit like that it's never anything like scary or scandalous Anyway, who cares? I mean, I don't care, but it's a tad offensive knowing that all of her sibling, all of her children have Instagrams and she only follows one. I mean, don't you think that's weird? I think it's weird. It's a little strange. You don't have an opinion. You don't care. Well, I mean, no, <laughs> I don't. I know. Well, I want to talk briefly about the Southwest event that occurred. Yes. And the only reason is that it's been about, it's been a little over a week since it occurred and it was terrifying. And the the woman pilot is a hero, in my opinion. I don't know about you. Yeah. She was a kick-ass, stone-cold hero. Man, she was able to land that thing safely. And it's so unfortunate about the woman who was killed. It's tragic. I think her name was Jennifer Ryerdan or something. Um, we actually know people who knew her, frighteningly. Yeah. And they were devastated. And, you know, when you read, you know, you read about somebody getting sucked out of a plane, you know, you, you initially think about the comedy of it. But realistically, it's it's like the worst. It's one of the worst things ever. It would be terrifying. Well, I'm just hoping that she lost consciousness really quickly when that happened because she was hit with the shrapnel of the engine. And I'm wondering if that's how she got pulled out of the, the window. And when they pulled her back in. I mean, they were they started CPR on her immediately. And so what I'm hoping is that she really didn't even know what happened is my hope is that, you know, obviously they knew there was some issue. But because she was hit with the, you know, the engine parts that it just was so quick that she had no idea is my hope. Yeah. But anyway, I was just thinking about, you know, our mom had to go through an emergency landing once. Oh, really? Yeah, remember I told you it was like a, it was a couple of years ago or a year or so ago. She was on her way to Florida to visit her sister. I think it was one of the first times that she was going out that way. And she had a connection in. Well, she didn't have a connection, but they ended up landing in Phoenix. I think they were en route to Atlanta. She said everything was fine. She's she said there was no problem. And she doesn't remember, but there was some heavy shaking 
And then the pilot came on and said, we have to divert. We're flying into Phoenix. It's going to be rough. Everyone needs to be prepared. And then a few minutes later, they were getting, they were starting to descend and things got really loud. And I'm not really, she, she never really told me exactly what happened, but all of the, the flight attendants and everybody were saying, you need to brace for impact. And so she had to like brace for impact. You have to lay on your, you know, move for, you know, bend over, grab your legs, be prepared I mean, I can't even imagine, Paula, I can't even imagine. No. I, I, I can't imagine. So she said, you know, you think about everything while you're, you know, you're looking at everyone else and everyone's crying and praying or doing whatever they're doing. And she's like, luckily, it was actually quite a smooth landing compared to what she was, you know, because you never know what that means because you've never endured it. Right. And then, you know, so she landed and she was like, I was ready to die she was prepared to die. I, I couldn't, I, my brain does not work like that, but she had come to peace with it. And I'm like, man, within minutes she came to peace with it. (laughs) I would have been like on my phone trying to call people and I wouldn't call a soul. You wouldn't? No. You would have just laid there and just said, well, here we go. (laughs) I, I just couldn't imagine burdening someone with that kind of yeah, you know, that's true. Say your goodbyes before you leave for the airport, I suppose. You know, what if they didn't answer or something like that? Oh, my and, God. You know, that would, I, you know what? That The guilt of that for the rest of their life. That would traumatize them. And it would. It's just, I don't know. I just, th- I just try and think about, like, the other people. Like, I don't want to ever have their last moments with me be something tragic scary you know, yeah that's i just true. want them to remember me the way they that things were <laughs> yeah that's true you're right you are I, correct i was thinking about this poor woman and the way mm-hmm. she passed away and i'm yes. just like you know it's such an undignified way to die but no well the, the yeah. more i thought about it i'm just like is there really a dignified way to die though no I mean, actually, you know what? That argument that you just said right there is the argument that people use for the Right to Die Act, the law that's in effect in Oregon and in California. And I think there are other states, too. When someone is terminal and they know that their last moments uh, on this earth will be uh, racked with pain, torturing their family, watching them suffer until the very end, they're like, I don't want to die like that. And I don't want it to be called a suicide per se. I want to choose to die with dignity. And so that law that passed not that long ago, where you are given a certain amount of medications and you can take it and you get to decide and you basically fall asleep. Yeah. And that's that whole point that the whole point is to die with dignity and not to die in some horrific way. Uh, that, I mean, and still dying in itself, although as humans, we've come to peace with it. It's not, no one wants, no one wants that to happen. I mean, no one's prepared for that. We've, no one knows what that's like. We've seen it. You know, you, if you've been on, you know, if you've been in this situation where you've watched a loved one pass away, you hope that they just fall asleep because that is dignified. But, you know, we've talked, I've talked about this before with Daryl, cause you know, I force him to talk about Death. morbidity all the time not all the time but when i do talk about it when i go to those places and i said all i know is that i don't want to be an animal's snack for sure right and i and i definitely don't want to die violently like in a fire or a plane crash or a car crash i mean i really i really don't i mean i would love to just 
you know, there's two ways of looking at it. One, if I'm doing some unbelievable adventure like climbing a mountain or, you know, doing something outrageous and then you die doing it, that's a story to tell. And as long as I die quickly, I'm cool with that. She was 200 feet in the air and then she slipped and fell to her death. And what a shock. She's awkward. What was she thinking? (laughs) It's the ultimate awkward moment. I would never want to die that way. Do you know how scary that would be to fall to your death? (sighs) I would do it. That would be my choice if I had to. It would be to fall. Yeah. I want to die like Barbara Bush. I just want to be 92 (laughs) and go. Well, that's what I was going to say. Or... Just be as old as fuck and then just die with your family surrounding you, you know, and just knowing that you lived as long as you possibly could and you're saying goodbye now. I mean, that would be my favorite to be able to. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Pass away. And, you know, like I've always told Daryl, I'm like, I have to go first. Although he swears he needs to go first because I'll make it. I'll be fine. He's the one that would be a mess if I died first. So but speaking of all of that. You had said something earlier this week how you were afraid to fly Southwest, and now they're doing all of these inspections on the engines because this is actually the second incident in a year. I know. I did not know that, and I was a little alarmed because we fly Southwest probably 90% of the time, and that concerns me. But then it happened to a Delta flight recently, just like the other day. And so I'm just like, maybe it's just not safe to fly. Maybe it's just time to, you know, you know how you, when you get a car and it starts making a knocking noise, you're like, well, I guess it's time to just get a new one. Maybe it's just time to get new ones. I think it's just whatever fleet of airlines that were distributed at a certain time, they should all be grounded until they all can be inspected. Right. And then use the newer planes. Just do, let's just all trade it in for new ones and we'll sell all these to, you know, another airline and somewhere else. Or we'll part it out. Why can't we just part them out? We'll sell them to Syria. Yeah, something or some third world country. Hey, Assad, I got a good deal for you. <laughs> You're not going to believe the six pack of planes I got for you. <laughs> <laughs> Barely used. Barely used. <laughs> anyway, I just I hate I hate how I immediately go dark the second something like this happens. And then to add to the fact that, you know, people that knew this woman who was a cherished mother and she was big in her community. And oh, it's like, what a so freaking sad. what a terrible loss for, for the community, for them. Now, why can't it be like, you know, the low life who was on the Megan's Law list or something right. like that? You That's know what, what I'm I mean? saying. Yes. It always has to be a good person. Yeah. Why couldn't it have been somebody that's like uh, Joe Schmo was on his way to uh, the the high security facility because he had raped and killed many people and was, somehow skirted the death penalty. He was on his way to meet the 12-year-old that he had been connecting with on <laughs> Craigslist. Why can't it ever be that? Well, I will never understand. Mean, angry people live very long lives. I just don't get it. They just become the bane of our existence forever. No, the other thing I was going to say is where she was sitting, she was on the window seat over the over the uh, the uh, wing. And that is my number one favorite seat. I choose the seat over the wing by the window every single time we fly. If I have a choice, I sit in front of the wing. Like... Yeah, well, that's it's, changing now. I'm sitting in the front of the wing from now yeah. on. I, I hate the sound of the engine, so I mm-hmm. try and sit in front of it. 
Yeah, when I saw, when they showed the window, I went, oh shit, that's my seat. That's where I sit every time. Every time, because I feel like it's the strongest part of the plane. And so I sit there. And now... I probably won't. How tempted would you be to like stick your arms out and flip your shirt off and be like, come to mama boys. (laughs) Well, if I didn't get hit with shrapnel, I definitely would. (laughs) What an amazing thing. Had she survived that? Like if it just blew out the window and she went sucking out and they pulled her back because all the all of the flight people, people on the flight pulled her back in. They kept her from flying out. And can you let's just say for the sake of argument, she survives it. And she's like, oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> Can you imagine if the, the story to tell you that you were sucked Her hair out? would look like? It would be like, wow. <laughs> she's like, is my skin still on my face? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Face. It's like, no more wrinkles. They're all gone now. It's she completely good. She does not good. need a facelift anymore. Ever, ever. It's like, I, I my teeth feel dry. Are my lips stuck to my teeth? <laughs> Do I have gums? <laughs> yeah. Are they still there? Oh my god, her hair? Talk about the ultimate blowout. I keep thinking she'll look like Phyllis Diller when she comes pulling back into the the plane as her hair would be wild. (laughs) Okay, enough of the Southwest Airlines stuff. Switching gears. So as I said, spring is officially here. And with that comes the change of of wardrobe. (laughs) Are you prepared? No, of course not. Are you kidding? No. No, I just spent all that money on clothes and they're all long (laughs) sleeves. I have purged a lot of clothes that I've had for a very long time. They're either worn out or out of style or they don't fit or whatever. Mostly just ugly. And I I pull them out. I'm like, why did I ever think this was appropriate to buy? Like, why? I I must have been brain damaged at the time that I picked this up and went, oh, this is cute. They're hideous. So I've got this huge pile of clothes that I'm getting ready to donate and I'm going to replace them with hopefully something because now I just don't even have a rag to wear and I'm never prepared. I don't know any woman who's actually prepared for the change of the seasons, especially summer. Um, So you'll always see the moms, especially walking around in like stretchies or sweatshirts and shorts because they don't have the appropriate outfits yet. So I usually never have the shorts. That's the problem. I have like, I'll I'll wear tank tops, you know, seven days a week. And I have a bunch of those. Me too. But it's the shorts that I don't have. And I I do have like the cottony, like gym shorts and things like that. Right. But I just don't have any denim shorts. And I refuse to wear those Bermuda shorts. Paula, no. What? I don't know what the, I don't know what they're hiding under there, but <laughs> I'm just... Are those the ones that go below the knee? No, they go just like above the knee. Okay. But... So they're appropriate for elementary school wear? <laughs> and I just bought a bunch for Olivia. <laughs> when she, yeah. she put them on, she came walking out like, she, you know, she was coming out for like a shootout <laughs> because she didn't like the way they looked. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I'm wearing scuba gear. And so she <laughs> (laughs) just like mom they're kind of long i'm like that's the idea olivia you have to wear them i says you can't wear your little daisy dukes that you always you know play in that are size six that's true she can wear them in the backyard or when you go to the store but not at school i'm cool with it honestly and by middle school when those girls walk in with their ass hanging out and they get sent to the office at like 8 15 in the morning because it's inappropriate right i don't want to hear the whole 
my body shouldn't be a distraction. I'm like, well, it fucking is. Okay. Right. I, 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 that is one of those, that is one subject in this whole feministic movement that's going on that I really struggle with because you cannot change how boys look at girls, no matter what your feeling is on women's bodies, especially girl, nubile girls in the throes of puberty with their very pointy breasts and their <laughs> their legs getting elongated and they're gorgeous. They're getting ready to be beautiful young ladies and boys are pigs. They just they're thinking with their hormones. They're not gentlemen yet, you know? They're not they don't want to do math. <laughs> I just struggle I struggle with the whole like, well, my daughter should be able to go dress in anything she wants. I'm like, actually fucking no, she can't. I have a boy and I know that all he's gonna want to do is masturbate right now. So can we <laughs> right. please keep it clean? Please. I just don't get it. And I don't want to hear any shit from you women who think I'm being difficult. I don't care. I've had boys and I've had girls and I know exactly what goes on. In middle school specifically, there's they just they can barely function at that age. They really can barely function. That's why the teachers that work at middle school, I mean, I you know, on one side I really I really admire those teachers because they're basically babysitting a bunch of hormones, you know? That's basically you're just trying to get them through the day without doing anything inappropriate. <laughs> and trying to get them to learn some math on the way. It's really hard. It's God, really hard. That would be I, difficult. Yeah. I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it. It's like if there was a teacher court and they said, Okay, we sentence you to five years of middle school, no. It's oh like, my god. It's like you are a bad teacher, you will go to middle school. You know, it's just one of those things. And I wish that girls could wear their little dove shorts or their little booty shorts because they look adorable they're they're so cute you know but but you can't do it i mean sometimes not at school and you know i never thought i would be but i am a big proponent on especially middle school because the middle schools around where i live they have a uniform it's a t-shirt and you can wear jeans or khakis and your shorts have to be like right above, like two inches above the knee. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. And a lot of it actually wasn't for the fact that boys couldn't focus on girls turning into women. It was uh, around here. It was the class, the money thing. Like there are a lot of families around here who are quite affluent and there's a lot of families who are really struggling financially. Mm. And so it evens the playing field. So the only way anybody can really show off is their shoes. And it was actually a really good thing. And it's been very helpful, you know, for for everybody. That's nice. No, I think that's a great idea. Especially in middle school when everything is important. You know, when what what you're wearing is the most important thing. So, yeah, I I really do. I, I do hate the Bermuda shorts. And I really am not a fan of mothers wearing them. But kids, you know, it is what it is. Well, if she if she doesn't want to be hot, she'll right. wear them. Because yeah. I'm not buying her other shorts. No, she can wear her cute little booty shorts on the weekends. Yes, or after school. That's that's the way that goes. But speaking of that, so I know that you have been you burned out on Amy Schumer like a while ago, which I really don't understand because I actually still really like her. I don't really know what happened. I was trying to think about that, but yeah. you know when I really struggle with people. 
when they kind of get out of their box, you know? <laughs> yeah. So How she dare kinda, they? <laughs> she got all political. And I'm well, just like, I that really is true. don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, her, yeah, I know what you're saying. Her uh, her uncle is Chuck Schumer, right. who is a very vocal pol- politician. I get that. And she, she jumped on that with him because she decided to use her celebrity to raise awareness, which I don't blame anyone for doing. But you're right. I think it does kind of shut out some people who were looking at her for strictly for comedy and funny and laughs. And, you know, mm-hmm. it is hard sometimes to, to separate that. I do, I'm not a big fan of politics in general. I follow the, the legislation and stuff like that. I don't buy into the big grandstanding stuff. So I kind of don't care about that as much. But I do understand what you're saying. But anyway, she's coming out with a new movie. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it comes out today. Uh, I think probably yeah it's on 420 uh, it's called I feel pretty I don't know if you know anything about it but mm-hmm. it basically she is who she is she's an average looking girl with a big fat face like I do or any any normal person she's not fat she's just not a model she's working out at soul cycle in this movie and she falls and she hits her head and when she snaps out of it she does not see that she's average looking or a little on the the heavy or the bigger side of bodies. She thinks she looks like, you know, a model, essentially. She thinks she's a gorgeous looking and she doesn't see what everyone else sees. But what's cool about it is that she is cute, but she's basically knocked the low self-esteem out of her brain. So she's basically now acting like a woman should and not have all these hangups about her body. And so I'm super interested in seeing it. I I honestly doubt I'll go see it at the movies, but I will watch it um, because it's like, look, we just, it's basically, it is a bit of a message movie. Like y'all have to stop giving yourself so much crap about your love handles or your matronly arms or your fat face or your double chin or whatever, you know, because none of that matters. It's all about how you work it, right? It's all about your attitude. Which I do agree with. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I did really well in my 20s, because I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I never, ever had a problem getting a date or finding a man, ever. Yeah, me neither, actually. Yeah, because, and, and would I consider myself a model? No. I've never been a size two. In my whole life, even when I was in high school, I was not a size two. So, I mean, I know you were, but that's just different. Yeah, but the problem is, is that... When you're a size two, you don't have anything. You don't have an ass or boobs. You're like a teenage <laughs> boy with lipstick. Oh, see, that's the thing. It's like everybody, see, everybody has their hang up about that. You know, for me, I, well, you know, I look at myself in the, I look at myself in the mirror every day and I just go, I don't, I don't understand how you're getting laid so regular. Like, how is that even? And Daryl's just like, shut up. You look good. I'm like, ugh. I don't know how you see that. And I've had children, so it's not a pretty picture. But somehow, you know, I'm still getting it done, right? Yeah. um, It was funny because, uh, so in in relation to this movie, I think it's going to be kind of neat because I don't get the impression that there are too many women in this movie who are giving her shit about the fact that she thinks she's rocking it now. And I'm hoping that it stays like that somehow. Like, is she going to knock herself back in or what's going to, is someone going to assault her? I mean, like, how is she going to realize it? She did. She for a time didn't have hangups. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the movie Shallow Hell. Yes, me too. He only saw her internal beauty. Yeah. 
and this one is in the in kind of the same vein except that she somehow has not she's basically eliminated her low self-esteem and you know all of us have low self-esteem for the most part i mean we all are very critical of ourselves it was just i've some of the reviews i've read is that they say so we have to knock our heads to <laughs> exactly see ourselves as beautiful you know I think it's a little, I think I want to say it's a symbolic isn't the word. It's more of a a proverbial, we have to knock it off and stop seeing ourselves in this way. Mm. I don't know. It's deep, right? <laughs> it's Probably super deep. Probably too deep for an Amy Schumer movie. So deep. <laughs> Probably. Psychiatrists will be dissecting this film in 20 years and talking to us about the psyche of Amy Schumer and her whatever. But anyway, so with that in mind, I found this little list about what men say about our flaws. So I know. So these are the things that women complain about. And this is what men think. Okay. And this one made me, this one kind of made me laugh because I have a problem with my arms. Oh. One, they're not very strong. And two, I just can't seem to get them, you know, from not looking like everybody on my mom's side of the family. (laughs) I'll just, I just have the matronly arm look to me. I do. Um, especially when you have tiny shoulders like I do. So to me, it looks kind of weird. But anyway, so your arms, it said, this is, these are men's quotes. I never see your fat or untoned arms, but it's clear that you do every second of every day. Men are simple creatures. We fall into a few categories and those categories don't include arm guys. (laughs) (laughs) We like tits, ass, legs. So am I worried about your arms or knees or hands? No, I'm just looking at your tits and your ass. So have a great time with your arms. (laughs) I thought that made me laugh. That was a good one. Okay, this one is a big one for me. Your belly. And this guy says, I'll be honest, if your belly is proportionate with the rest of your body, it's fine. If a lady has a beer gut, well, sure, that can seem unattractive depending on the rest of her body. But more often than not, it's just more cushion for the pushing. We definitely don't want to see someone who doesn't care, but we really aren't as damning as you would think. Hmm. I thought that was a little honest. I thought that was pretty honest. I think he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were, if, you, if he was your boyfriend, you would tell him that. Yeah. So are you trying to tell me I have a beer gut? Go on. Say it. Beer gut? Really? I don't drink beer. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, well, what is this? What kind of food baby is this? So uh, in regards to shape, some men like really skeletal women and some love curvy women. There's a man out there that craves every type of women's physique and magazines or whatever teach you about literally one of those or whatever teach you about literally one of those or maybe two in the modern era of the curvy girl. But they don't talk about the men who prefer bigger women or bottom heavy girls or small chested women. But we're out there. So basically, he's saying that there's. There's a man for every woman's body shape. There's someone for everyone. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But you better have a cute face. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm a face girl. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Boobs. Well, this is not, this should not be too hard to, to figure out. There are men who like all types of tits. Different size breasts, big nipples, small nipples, saggy, big, small, full. What you see in magazines, the right firm pert breasts are probably not something that they've ever seen in real life. That was, to me, was a little interesting. Their experience of breasts is of the normal breasts, not these abnormally perfect ones that are usually implants. The end of the day, if you like tits, you like tits. It has very little to do with size, I think. Shape trumps size any day, in my opinion. Okay, he's completely in the minority. I don't know any man who goes, I can't wait to get my hands on small boobs. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess there are those guys who like the small boobs, right? 
Well, I mean, if they're already there, then they'll, I think they'll just play with what they have to. I think that men who don't mind small boobs are ass men. That's what I think. Yes, that's true. I think that's absolutely the case. And I agree you're right. With that. It's the same. You know, there's a sh- there's a man for every shape. But if he likes size over, over if he likes shape over size, that's that's different to me. That's a little unusual, right? See, I've been on both sides of the fence because I was single before I had kids where right? I was like a B cup and mm. I didn't really have much and right. most of the guys that would go out with me or have sex with me or whatever that probably weren't into my boobs that much probably were more ass men yeah but after the fact they were all boob men because you had boobs now i had big boobs yeah 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 i think daryl's a boob man (laughs) you think (laughs) yes just a little kind of he's like your boobs are perfect i'm like ugh Okay. Well, at least I don't have the big blue line going through them. So I've got that going for me. Uh, okay. Cellulite is common. We know it's sort of like a woman's armor as she grows older. Okay. I hate you for saying that. Armor? What? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's normal. It's not a problem. And with all us dudes sitting here with our bellies out, who are we to judge? Okay. You've, redeem- you've redeemed yourself. Let's see okay let's see what they say about weight a lot of men don't like the exceptionally tall sometimes shapeless super skinny model body the media may tell you that but men love all bodies men i know like real women real actual women weight and all i would have i would agree with that me too completely i do i mean who wants to fuck a praying mantis <laughs> A lot of men in Hollywood, apparently. Well, I mean, that's different. Those guys are gay. (laughs) That's true. You're right. Except for John Hamm and Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. (laughs) They're not gay. But, I mean, Leo DiCaprio, he's not dressing. Or, he's not dressing. He's not screwing, like, the runway models. He does. Well, they're, yeah, they're Victoria's Secret models. So, they have bodies. When he wants a real woman, he goes to Rihanna. (laughs) She is a thick lady. She is, but she's sexy as fuck. Heck yeah. Finally, uh, our hips. Hips don't lie. Men don't care too much about hips specifically, but we like ass. So hips and ass go together. And if we like your ass, we usually like some big hips too. Don't worry too much about how big they are. If they look good on your body with your ass, we're into it. And muffin tops, they're nature's handlebars. Honestly, poorly made clothes create muffin tops. And that doesn't look good. But when you're naked, chances are we love it. Don't stress nature's handlebars <laughs> I know. if Why someone you... grabbed my love handles i'd like a backhand them with my be like <laughs> in the face be like abort mission I'd be, abort. Like, Get abort. Out! I'd be like what the fuck are you doing yeah that ain't good <laughs> that ain't good well there you go so that's what men think pretty honest pretty honest i mean you know they don't want to they don't want someone who doesn't give a crap about what they look like but they also aren't going to sweat you know a little looseness here and there so they're not going to sweat the flabby stuff i guess not that's fine all right well speaking of we should do our ugly and awkward moments of the week I 
I pick the kids up every day from school, but mm-hmm. parking is such a nightmare. I, as I've mentioned before, I have yes. to get there really early. So I got there about mm, 20 minutes early one day and I decided to lean my chair back and just, you know, relax for a moment. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to music, laid my chair back and lo and behold, the next thing I hear is knocking on the window so I open my eyes and I look over and the kids are looking in the window oh my god you fell asleep I fell asleep in my car how long I don't know I mean (gasps) obviously long enough because they got out of school (laughs) so I unlocked the door and I let them in well the problem is is I was parked in like the roundabout oh god and so I didn't know if like people had to go drive around you you know they did I, I I know. I oh. bet you they did. Because the kids don't come out like right away. You know, I wonder, it takes them a couple oh, minutes. Do you think someone honked at you and you didn't hear it? I wonder if they did. I don't know. And they're like, I guess there's no one in there. That's really inappropriate. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who do they think <laughs> who, they are? Who parks here? They, do they, they don't know what this is. Don't it's they the understand? Roundabout. Don't they understand the rules? This is probably somebody's dad who doesn't get it. It's their first time picking up kids. They're creating um, backstories. Of course. So well, they have to. <laughs> I unlock the doors and I'm like, oh my. I'm like, hi guys, how are you? <laughs> Actually, what would be really funny, you would have to pull security tape. It wouldn't be funny to see people walk by and staring at you going, oh. <laughs> yeah, well. as you're walk, as they're, you're seeing, God, I hope your mouth wasn't open or anything. I'm sure it was. I'm a mouth breather. <laughs> oh no. Oh God! Well, if any if any f- photos show of you sleeping in your car in front of the school, we'll know why. Yeah, really. Oh my God, that's so funny, Paula. Okay, well, I had I had one, but I actually have another one that I want to share with you now instead. Okay. So Daryl's traveling this week. Last night was a very difficult night. Bodega, my husky, decided to howl for three hours because oh. Sunny, my blind dog, decided he wanted to go outside and sleep in. Bodega's doghouse. Bodega was mad and he was throwing a fit. And so I was up for three hours dealing with that. And then so I finally fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, it feels late. And so I looked at my clock and it was like 7.30 and I leave at like 7.45. And I was like, oh my God. So I woke up, I look up and there's a huge spider on the wall. God. Now, normally, I would be like texting Daryl or saying, "Get your ass up here, hurry!" You know, something help. I woke up and I immediately started to sweat. <laughs> like I was so like, "Oh my god!" Jeez. And then the thing started moving. You know. <sighs> so said, "Okay, well, this only happens when Daryl's traveling. It never happens when he's here." So I go downstairs to get the vacuum because I'm going to suck it up. I'm not going to do what Daryl does, which is take a tissue and squish it and it's big and so I get the vacuum I turn it on and I suck it up and then I thought you know what while I'm here I'm gonna just vacuum up a little bit around the corners of the room and all of this stuff and I actually really like to vacuum it's I don't know why I'm just weird so my laptop is super duper old and it's really hard to get the dust out of some of the areas and so I took the vacuum and I started vacuuming it And I was like, oh, I should just do the keyboard really quick. And I vacuumed like two or three buttons off of my computer. And now I have no buttons on, no, like, you know, buttons on the computer. Are they important buttons? 
Yeah, it's like W and Y, I think. Oh my <laughs> I was like, God. I sucked him up and I went, oh shit, what am I doing? And you know, it was funny in my brain because this is how I, this is how I'm awkward is I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I actually sucked the buttons off of this laptop? But, but it won't happen because, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty on there. And I'm just vacuuming any dust that I might not have been able to get. Instead of using canned air, I'll just suck it instead of blow it. And uh, sure enough, I sucked them right off. And I was like, oh, and I hear the tink, 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 tink. And we have an, a house vacuum. So it goes into this giant canister into the garage. Oh. So I can't even like get in and dig in and get them. Like they're gone. And I'm not digging into the canister because I've sucked up the spider now. So oh, it's, it's over. I'm never getting the buttons back. It's gone. So I, I told Daryl, I'm like, I texted him. I said, um, yeah, I need a new laptop. He goes, oh, right, what happened? And I sent him a picture of the of the laptop. So, Oh, my yes. God. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I know. I know Whoops. it is. Anyway, oh, I'm going to say you win this week. For falling asleep in the car. Yes, because that's better than what I did. Way better. <laughs> then your first one must have been a total doozy. <laughs> it was a doozy, but I'll share it with you next week. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's a wrap then. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully you're starting to enjoy your springtime and no more winter weather. Mm-hmm. Have a fabulous week, and we will see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.